0: You will be delivered from blindness in Jesus' name. Blindness will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. You will have insight. You will have discernment. Me too, in Jesus' name. No, why did I get into that? I know what I was trying to say. So you have a responsibility to judge prophecies. This is how I judge prophecies. And that is what I'm teaching. Prophecies for Christians do very few things. Number one, they correct. They correct. And when you are being corrected, you will know, of course. A word comes to you and tells you, listen, the reason why you are having this problem is because you are doing this. And you know you are doing it. That's what prophecies do. Number two, prophecies inform you in line with that which is written and establishes your heart on the promises of God. So a true believer, a prophecy is not allowed to scare you unless you're a sinner in which it calls you to repentance. A prophecy can wake you up, like I said earlier. If you are doing what is wrong, brings you back to order and gives you consolation and gives you comfort. A prophecy helps you prepare. Sometimes when God wants to do something, you get ready for it. Many times he wants to bring forth judgment on the earth and he doesn't want you to participate in it. He said, Look, get away from here. Are you getting my point? In everything, prophecy never, never takes anything away from Christ. It always establishes the truth of Christ in your life. Let me see what I say. As an example, a prophecy will never tell you. Now, listen to me. A prophecy will never, a genuine will never tell you the name of your enemy in the office. It never does it. A true prophecy never tells you that the, your problem began when they buried your placenta. And you see the reason in the moment. A true prophecy never tells you about the witches that are arrayed against you. Never. You know why? All of these things take away from Christ. They withdraw from the efficacy of the blood of Christ. This is what it means. If you are in Christ, where your placenta was buried is irrelevant. Are you seeing that? So God doesn't waste time digging up a rotten piece of meat because a child of God that is in Christ has a distress. No, he doesn't do that. He doesn't describe which is arrayed against them. Why? Because greater is he that is in them than he that is in the world. And he knows that truly, in Christ, they are seated in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. So in Christ, all those things mean nothing. For that reason, it's a waste of divine time to be discussing them. When I went to preach yesterday, Went to preach to some Christian lawyers in Benin. I had a testimony from one of the policemen that was there, a Christian. And I said, Good. If I told my dad, I said, Sir, this is your testimony and the testimony of the other policeman. There were two policemen there that were believers, one of them a police chaplain. I said, I was blessed by this is your testimony because I want to tell Christians how to pray. We've been talking about it for some time. I said, Don't pray some of these nonsense prayers. He said, There was a policeman in his office one day, bow down his head to pray. And as he was praying, I think his, 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 his boss anyway, that the DPO or somebody in charge of that day, command there, came in and saw him praying. And at that time, it was a tro- it was problem to pray in the office. So the man opened the door and saw him and said, listen, next time I see you praying here, I will have you dismissed. He gave us the first name of the person praying. He said, a Christian. By name. He said, "Young look, said, God forgive him. He doesn't know what he's saying. So he said, do you, do you know what happened? What came to my manager, those who say, God, all oh my enemies, die, die, die. Stupid prayer. Why? Because he just said, God, forgive this man. He doesn't know what he's saying. He said, Do you know what God did? That God carried the prayer he was praying for a few minutes and took it to that man's office for one hour. How did it happen? His boss went to the office to sit down and called another policeman, come. To draft a memo, warning everybody to, not to play in the office. So that other one went to meet a guy in the office so that we can draft the memo. The young memo drafting officer, his pastor came to look for him. <laughs> so when they got there, they said, Oh, please wait. Okay, no, he was actually a big man. I think it was something like an assistant commissioner. He said he's in the AC's office. So they said, please, I'm in a hurry, I can't wait. So they took him to the AC's office. And he said, please, sir, this man wants to see this man you are talking with. So that one walked in. I said, oh, greeted that one, looked at, oh, you are the boss here. God bless you, sir. Oh, hallelujah. I see death around you. <laughs> <laughs> he said, we will begin to pray. He said, the next one hour. They were still destroying death. He said, The other, somebody now came and met him and said, The prayer they say you should all pray, come, come and see. <laughs> he, didn't, he said, He didn't say anything. Of course, after that, nobody opened his mouth to say, No praying in this house. Listen, God knows what he's doing. When he told us that testimony, I was so excited. If he's normal Christians, die, die. He said, "No, just say this man does not know what he's doing. Leave him." And God just went and embarrass. Empower- oh God, How about God. No wonder you are God. <laughs> One hour, After the man himself became a prayer warrior. If <laughs> you say you wonder, you no go pray. <laughs> the Lord is good. Now, why does all of that? I'm trying to bring out something here. Prophecies never take take away from Christ. They don't take away from Christ. Christ has redeemed the believer. A true prophecy will never come to establish that believer has not been redeemed. That is why if anybody says to me, you will give a seed for your deliverance, I will never answer him. I don't listen to it. You are telling me I'm bound. No, I won't accept it. I will never accept it. You are telling me I'm bound. I've said it many times, but we can't say it enough. There are just three reasons Christians have problems. I've, I've, I've said this thing for years. As at now, I've not seen a fourth one to add to it. Why do Christians have problems? Three reasons. One, ignorance. They believe lies. They have hold on to wrong doctrines. They don't believe the word of God my people perish. For what? Lack of knowledge. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So they don't know the truth, they are bound. Number by one reason. Second reason why they have problems is simply because they have taken their hands and put into iniquity. So they are experiencing what the Bible calls the just recompense of reward for disobedience. That's the second reason. And that disobedience is plenty. They join those who gossip and backbite in the office, open doors for spirits to enter into their lives. They join those who criticize government morning, afternoon, and night. Therefore, the spirit of blessing cannot come into their business. Because if you speak negatively about the country all the time, you will never have insight in what to do to plant in the land so as to prosper. You will never have it. The spirit of fear will come upon you. And the only thing you will think about is run, run, run. That's what I mean by disobedience. The third reason, the third reason why Christians have problems is what the Bible calls the trial of their faith. It said, beloved, count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials because the tempting, the trial of your faith works patience. Those are the three reasons. So I've not seen a fourth one. It does not include the power of their enemies. No. No. Their God is too strong for their enemies to be the reason why they have problems. There has to be a reason why it appears like the hand of the Lord is too short that he cannot deliver. Read that as, I, as I, 59, the one we're reading in Benin. God said, Not like my hand is too short that I can't deliver. I said, Go ahead and check other things. One, your sins have separated you from your God. He said, I looked, there's no justice in the land. See, it's not like my hand can't deliver. So you see the Assyrians, the Babylonians, all right? The Egyptians, they come against you and they triumph. It's not because your land is small or your people are few, it is because you have engaged in things that separated you from your God. Therefore, any prophet that comes to you as a child of God and points fingers at your neighbor, your enemies, it's your placenta. As the reason why you are not making progress or good is not moving in your life, is an ignorant prophet. He may not know his line, but his line. There are prophets that don't know their line. They are also ignorant too. One day of my say tune television, tune or put on TV. Say, let me just watch what somebody said. He said the first thing heard is, Do you know where your placenta is? Do you know where your placenta is? And they, start, they started <laughs> trying to identify where your placenta is. After 40 years, you will know where your placenta is. <laughs> you are 32. You are talking about where your placenta is. <laughs> Listen, placenta is soft. It rots fast. Your placenta is not anywhere. It doesn't decay. It has been recycled. Bacteria have decomposed it and new plants have absorbed it, your placenta is not anywhere. Let me tell you something. I think I said it here that time. Let me just help you again. Many of these doctors, people follow up and down. You know why it's it's like that? Look around Nigeria. Some of the most, not some, most of the prominent men of God are from the West. Think about it. Just think about it. I'll give you one minute. Just Just names. You see three out of four you mention the largest churches, the most influential people, three out of, even T.B. Joshua is from where I went to secondary school. <laughs> the, no, Western Nigeria, they have powerful spiritual influence. No, in Nigeria, very powerful spiritual influence. Very, very powerful. One of the reasons that that's where the gospel entered Nigeria from. The spiritual influence is powerful. The largest Pentecostal denominations, majority of them, the people who hate them, are from the West. So you know what that means? Many of their personal cultural problems has f- infiltrated their doctrines. Yes, sir. All this chasing of witches, that was their heritage. Yoruba man not getting another job before. than okay. Juju. <laughs> so when they became Christians, all they were pushing was Juju. It has entered into their doctrine teaching the whole world how to pursue witches. That, <laughs> I know what I'm telling you. And look, and this some of those things, eh, in the early days, they were not jokes. go so. and hear the story of people like Babalola. The kind of evil spirits those people faced. I was told, anyway, let me start giving you some history. But, but those people are be juju. Let's summarize it like that. They know it well. They know how to literally cook people. They will sit down and cook people's destiny inside pot. They used to do it. So when Christ came to them, the earliest men went there and fought destiny cookers. Are you getting my point? <laughs> Those who are cooking destinies. All amongst unbelievers. I don't know where you're getting my point. So the stories are genuine. They are real. But there is a small problem. These are stories of the darkness in a land before light came. People now took those stories and brought them into the church, and that's where the problem began. So you start hearing stories like I was in um, one girl, the grandmother said she would not deliver. And the pregnancy has been going on for 17 years that day, as I gave her only water to drink, she began to deliver oh, you know the truth, it may, have, it may have happened the other day I got to Bojiobo and as they we were coming, Catherine, one man said everywhere will be wet, I raised my voice to heaven, and the rain stopped today, we will say those who are raining in my life, there's a problem you are talking to believers now are you seeing the problem? You brought what happened inside the bush where there were in darkness. You fought, you won. By the power of Christ, you're now returning to the church where there's light. And you are saying, why their destiny is stagnated is because somebody is cooking it somewhere. Hear you the word of the Lord. It's a lie. What makes it a lie is just one thing. If anyone is in Christ... That's all. That's all. That's all. People, sometimes, I, I, I preach somewhere. Somebody said, this man does not know African witches. I say, no, you don't know my Christ. That's what your problem is. It's not the power of your African witches. That's my issue. It is the power of my Christ. And if anyone is in Christ, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High yeah. shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's what I'm preaching. It's a faith comes by hearing and hearing. What do we hear? The word of Christ, not the word of spiritual principles. Many people spend time and hours listening to books and listening to tapes, reading books. But faith is not being built because they are not learning the word of Christ, they are learning how to, how to get up in the morning. And take your seed and make a covenant with God. That's not the word of Christ. The word of Christ says, He died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves. But for the one who died and rose again on their behalf, they can't make a covenant with their money. The money does not belong to them. A Christian can only yield. Say, Lord, I yield. I yield totally. You can't open your mouth and say, God, I will give you 10,000, you will give me a million. God, where did you get the 10,000 from? If you need a million, ask me for it. The best, I I mean, the worst I would do is to ask you, what do you want to do with it? I will grant it in Christ. Why? Because Jesus said, Ask in my name. Because you have believed in me, the Father himself loves you. I hope you are following my point. I hope you are following my point. Listen. It is the word of Christ that we pay attention to, that builds faith in our hearts. It's not spiritual principles. If you read the scriptures, you must be approaching the Bible to know the word of Christ. To know what Christ has done in you. To know that Christ, in Him, your sins have been forgiven. Many people don't know that. To know that in Christ, all things are passed away in your life. In Christ, the blessings of God have been encapsulated. You know, I sat down when I was coming this evening, and I went through, because just today I want to talk about this, all right, just to end the series of messages on the pursuit and use of faith. So I went through our catalog, and I discovered, in 2005, I preached five messages I titled My Place in Christ, another one I titled The Image of Christ. When we started faith basic series in, in 2010, the first message was on this again, titled Christ is All. Before I began to talk on faith basics, and I spent about 43 all right, messages, there's SFM meetings here, talking on the basics of Christian faith. The first one was Christ is All. Then the following year, I preached on what I call Only in Christ. Two messages, then School of Prayer, we took two sessions also, talking about just this Christ matter. Then, 2013, 11 different messages like this. 11 on the work of Christ. 2014, I talked on Christ, the final truth. Six messages. I followed it up with the cross of Christ. What does it mean? Eight messages. I thought about it today. I said, no, I'm not going to sit down here and start preaching another series. I believe there's nothing I want to say now. At least for now. That's not inside. Let's calculate it. 42. 42 messages talking on Christ matters. Please. By the time you come back next Saturday, they will all be on one single DVD. Alright? They are not videos just for easy of transportation. Please make sure you, you buy a copy. All the messages on Christ matters in one DVD. I think believers should listen to it. They explain that Christ is not just a person. Christ is a realm of existence. Yes. Christ is where the principles of, many of the spiritual principles, they fail. Normal spiritual law, what you sow, you reap, right? It's even in the Bible. But in Christ, what Christ sows, you reap. <laughs> what you sow is forgiven. Are you getting my point? Christ sows it, you reap it. You sow your own, you forgive it. You are forgiven. It appears. As if, are you saying that thing doesn't work? No. What we now sow in the realm of the spirit is now a different thing. We now see what the Bible says: those that sow to the flesh, they are sowing below the realm of Christ. But those who sow to the spirit, they put their emphasis in in, in a different set of things. In Christ, things change. Oh, it changes. It's in Christ where a son of his slave becomes the head of state. That just is in Christ. His heritage doesn't matter. Where he came from doesn't matter. Said this one was not born of the, spirit, of the will of flesh or the will of man, but of the will of God. A young woman, one with, this one we traveled yesterday, she said she just t- t- took a few minutes to speak with me. Actually, the reason why I went for the program, she was the one that really agitated. She's getting married in about um, two weeks. So she was now telling me, she just came to talk to me afterwards, that how the messages I've have preached have been a blessing. She said, Even this, is my marriage, sir, it just. Because of the word of God, I said to her, "My dear sister, that is a marriage that succeeds." I said, "This is the one that's born of the Spirit." I said, "This is the one that is born of the Spirit." You've opened. She didn't even know. She was just talking like, "Ah, this one I want to do is just because of God's word." I said, "Ah, what you are saying is that this is born of the Spirit." I said, "Therefore, it will overcome." Are you getting my point? That's what we mean by in Christ. It's born of the spirit. It's not because of the natural. Every natural prediction we fail. Every natural prediction concerning that marriage we fail. Why? You don't know what began it. You can't see it. By faith we understand that this marriage was prepared by the word of God. (laughs) Are you getting my point? So that what we see in it will not be made out of that which was visible. That's what happens in Christ. How does faith come? It is simple. Not by just reading the Bible and gaining knowledge. Not just by spending hours listening to messages. But by believing the word of Christ. I can't stop. Like I said, I'm not going to speak for much longer now. We'll close in a moment. That's what I'm recommending. I decided to go through our catalog to check. Please take time out and listen to these messages. And almost all of them are on our our website anyway. Almost all. If there's not... I doubt that anyone is missing. Of the 40... Is it 43 or 42 we counted just now? Or the 42 messages we counted just now. I think all of them are on our website. That website has over a 1,000 messages. Just go... And there's a search button. Once you type what you're looking for... In fact, just type the word Christ... I hit either search series or search message. If you hit search message, it picks the messages one by one. But if you says search series, it gives you the name that is that word in the headings. It's there. But what am I going to say? You want faith to enter into your heart. You start looking out for what God did for you in Christ Jesus. This is how it worked. Let me explain it. Everything that God wanted to do, he issued forth as promises. I was teaching a body. I gave an illustration. I said, listen, if God wants to give somebody something... This is how he does it. Assuming he wants to give you a wife. He wants to give you a car. He wants to give you a house. He wants to give you a business. This is how he does it. So my children, are you ready? You say yes. You know, everybody, you, you come to collect. You come and say, you, I have given you a wife. You, I have given you a car. You, I have given you a house. You, I have given you a business. That's the giving session, and it's gone. That's how God does things. That's how he does it. Those who don't know will say, where is it? <laughs> those who have understanding they'll say, amen. As it gets to them, they'll say, amen. As it gets to him, he says, amen. Amen. That's those who have understanding. God doesn't go there and start saying, hmm. All right, if you go down to number 15, as you know, uh, that, uh, after that will be a good junction. You go like this, then you see a house. It doesn't do that. He just comes to you and says to you, I have given you. He came to Abraham and said, A father of many nations, I have made you. They start running with it. <laughs> that was to be driving you up and down. <laughs> that was to move you to places. Then one day you look around, and indeed you are a father of many nations. So when God wanted to bless people, what he did was to just be giving. And how was he giving? Words. Words. He said, okay, who will keep this gift for them? He gathered out a nation called the nation of Israel. And the Bible said to them was committed the oracles of God. So Isaiah will come and prophesy. Isaiah will come and say, comfort you, my people. He will get up and say, himself took our infirmities and our diseases. He'll just be declaring words. He'll be declaring words. He'll be declaring words. And people say, what is he saying? If Isaiah said, I don't know what I'm saying know. <laughs> I woke up this morning and he said, say. And I came out to say. And the sons of the prophets will be writing it down. Writing it down. So what do we do? And they say, bind it up in a scroll. Keep it. The people I wrote the words for, they are coming. <laughs> then all those words were packaged. They say, okay, these people have come. How would they receive it? What would be the payment for these gifts that I have given them? After all, their sins separated them from receiving from me. So what do we do? It's simple. We send our only begotten son. He will go down to the earth and he will die for them. And whoever will believe in him, the promises of God are yes and amen. Everyone that believes is automatically activating the promises that God gave from Genesis to Malachi. All the prophets, they were coding these promises. And they were only revealed in the New Testament. So through the New Testament, we're able to understand the things that were spoken concerning us. One of the most powerful book of prophecies is the book of Psalms. Listen, I don't call those portions of the Bible the Old Testament. That portion is not the Old Testament. I don't know why they call it like that. It's called the Law and the Prophets and the Psalms. That's what Jesus called it. The Bible says he took them to the law and the prophets and the Psalms and showed them the things concerning himself. Listen, the life of every believer in Christ is described inside there. When you take a Psalm like Psalm 23, it is the Lord gave you something. So when you are hungry, you just get up and say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There's food. There is food. There is food. that is is not about. He said, "What have you done to deserve it?" Pastors, please stop taking away from Christ. You hear funny doctrines like, "God does not give anything to you until you are first giving to Him." Lie. That's not in Christ. God gives to you once you have believed in Christ. The promises are there. People say, "Before you can receive it, you go on a fourteen-day fast." Lie. That's not Christ talk. when they now approach, they are now approaching based on what they have done. They now approach and say, yes, you know how I gave. You know I have fasted. You know I have kept my body so you will bless me. It's not like this. I'm not saying you shouldn't give. I'm not saying you shouldn't fast. But that's not the reason I give to people. If you want to collect from me, you come and say, one day you gave to me and I will say, when did I do that? You said I will never lack. That is, once you said it, you've given it to me. So who said I was giving it to you? He said, when you give it, you package it in Christ. And I have believed. Christ, in case you don't know, is a surname. It's a surname. What's your name? What's your name? Robert Christ. Eh? What's your name? Robert Christ. Thank you very much. You got my point. (laughs) It's a surname. Everybody here has the same surname. Are you getting my point? It's a surname. So you're not Ikena, Ikena, who knows? It's Ikena Christ. When you get to where they are handing out things, they say, is it your own? He you say, yes. How do you know? She's my ID card. My name is Ikena Christ. See that name in front. That's why Jesus said, I am the children that the Lord gave me. That was Jesus speaking. Christ is a surname, name. It's a name we bear as believers. That's why, we, look, that's why we, we, ne- we have to be careful. We don't replace that name Christ with any other thing. We don't replace it with your father's name your tribal name, your nationality. Some people think, oh, I'm I'm blessed. Why? I'm an American citizen. Stupid. You have just replaced the name Christ. No, I have no problem with money. Why? My father is Yeah, You have just replaced the name Christ. That's what I mean by replacing the name Christ. Christ is a surname. It's an entitlement name. When I get there, I want to ask for something. What give you a right to it? This is my name. Banky Christ. Lord packaged everything in Christ and I am in Him. Healing is my portion. Amen. I jog and not jog, that's not an issue. Healing is my portion. Healing is your portion. Amen. Long life is your portion. Amen. Let me say this to you. Forgiveness is your portion. Amen. Let me say it again. People say the consequence of sin will stay even for God forgives. You don't know God. I don't just try and understand him? He said he's able to save to the uttermost. To the uttermost. That is when I forgive, I forgive very well. I know how to forgive. I don't just, okay, don't worry about it. I cleanse of unrighteousness. That is the power of to stop doing iniquity. I give it to you. A young woman was caught in the act of adultery. They said, what do you say? He didn't say anything. He said, do you know why she's an adulterer? Adulteress. All of you boys. That's your favorite pastime. You're now bringing somebody for me to stone. That's why he didn't answer them. When they pressed, he said, okay, any one of you standing in front of me here, any that has never committed adultery through the first two. All the men, they disappeared. Because all of them were adulterers. Jesus now said, where are your accusers? She said, they've all gone. He said, good, let's start again. Neither do I condemn you. This is a new beginning. Go and sin no more. The power of the adultery will not affect you anymore. There was adultery in the atmosphere. That was what made that girl an adulteress. So Jesus now said, go and sin no more. That was like, push back the force of adultery in the atmosphere. You walk in holiness and righteousness. I've empowered you. If anything wants to be, you know, tempting you, pressing, say, my son name is Christ. I have the ability to resist you. It's called grace. said the law came by Moses. But grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. Christ is a son You want to have faith? Just focus your attention on what God has done for you in Christ. Don't focus your attention on what you can do by yourself. Listen, any message telling you what you will do by yourself, please stop listening to it. If I say some of those people say, What are you talking about? Say, so for you to enter this realm, you pray for five hours. Forget it. That's not Christ. For you to enter this realm, you will fast. I fasted for 14 days to get this power. I said, Oh God, Christ did not anoint you. Hmm. I listened in between the lines when I listened to messages. Kenegi wasn't something one that I listened to him. He we was talking about some powerful anointing that will present in his life. Healing anointing. Powerful, powerful. The type that the Lord appeared and put in his hands physically. He said, There are times I will pray and pray and fast and fast and fast and nothing will happen. He said, There are times I don't even, I'm not thinking. I'm not, he said, I, I feel so unspiritual that the anointing will come on me suddenly. He said, Why does God do that? He said, Maybe he wants me to know. It doesn't have anything to do with you. <laughs> Rehon said, Some people say, What's the price for the anointing? He said, It doesn't have a price, otherwise, it would be a purchase. Wow. Wow. So said, He didn't buy it. <laughs> That's Rehon Bonke. Listen, in Christ is where the promises of God are kept. The job of a believer is to discover Christ and remove every hindrance. That's just what it is. Because there are things, what the devil does is to send obstructions so you won't be able to see clearly. That's what he does. So your fight is to remove obstructions. If you are praying, it's not to get something, it's to remove the obstructions. Why am I not seeing clearly? So this is my friends are always calling me. They're a temptation. Put off the phone. Why am I not seeing Christ clearly? He's my boss. He pays me too well. <laughs> I don't know whether you get the point. Ah, that policeman <laughs> that policeman that I said was testifying where I went to preach. He said he used to be Archbishop with Daosa's bodyguard. Oh, he said he was Archbishop Benson Daosa's bodyguard for many years. He said he told himself if I follow this man and I'm not a Christian God will create special hellfire for me. He gave his life to Christ for safety's <laughs> sake. Well, huh? He said, That man taught me things. He said, The man looked at, him, looked at him and said, Listen, my friend, never look at your salary as a source of your income. He said, he said, How did he say it again? I can't remember. He said, Your money is not your income. He said, Jesus said, I come. He said, It's Jesus that is your income. <laughs> Oh, I said, oh, the man said I, I had to learn it the agriculture taught me not to look at money not to look at salary not to, just to believe God and live for God when the man finished testifying I said sir I told you I said now me enjoy this program even I'm the guest preacher when the man finished testifying I shook his hand at the end of the day I said officer you, I was blessed now me preach you but I told the man your testimony, bless me. He said, because he followed that bishop with Dahosa, Dahosa taught him things. Hmm. I'm talking about, listen, your life is wrapped in Christ. The only thing you're supposed to do is remove everything that don't let you see Christ clearly. That's what you need to fight. That is what you need to fight. Once you see him, are you getting my point? You will see every promise that God, pro- that is, no, I don't want to say promise. No. Everything He gave to you, I told you how He gives, is by saying what? Take, I have given. And when He said all of those things, He packaged them and gave them a name called the Christ. And He says for everybody, anybody who will believe. Then Jesus came to collect that package and make the necessary payment. As if anybody believes, this is your portion. That what is coming to you in life is not because of what you did, but because of what Christ did. God promised, he paid, collected the promise. It says now the, it's now yours. You focus on that, faith is born in your heart. I hope you've gotten my point. I think I'm done today. Yes. I finished my message for today. Is the word of Christ. Is the word of who? It's not just a word of God. It's just not, not just a word of knowledge. It's not just information. It is Christ. Let's bow down our heads. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you. Begin to thank him. Thank him in your own way. Just say, Lord, I thank you. Thank him in your own way. Thank him for Christ. Thank him for Christ. Say, it's the word of Christ. Say, Lord, I thank you. For what you did for me in Christ. Thank you that Christ is my own. Say, Lord, I thank you. Because Christ, I have been Him. Everything you promised is mine in Christ. Everything you promised is mine in Christ. Say, Lord, I thank you. Just thank Him. Because everything He promised is yours in Christ. Say Lord open my eyes so that I may see Christ clearly. That I may see him and I may see the promises that are in him. Say Lord open my eyes that I may see him clearly. That I may see him and the things you give me in him. Say Lord I thank you for the power of holiness. I thank you for the power of righteousness. I thank you for victory over the devil. I thank him. I thank you. For in him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. Say, Lord, I thank you. Say, Lord, thank you for greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Thank you because... In Christ I live. And I'm an overcomer. Thank you because my sins are forgiven. Say Lord thank you. Because no matter where my placenta was buried. No matter who they are that don't like me. No matter the enemies are gathered there whatever, My life is hid with Christ in God. My destiny is determined in Christ. I was born not of the will of man, not of the will of flesh, but of God because of my faith. I am in him and I have overcome. Say, in Christ, long life is my portion. Divine destiny is what I walk in. Say, Lord, I thank you because you are leading me to somewhere great. Thank you, Lord. My plans may fail. This is a sign of your blessing. Because you have prepared for me something that I have never seen. Just say thank you. Saying thank you to him is a major way by which you acknowledge what he has done for you. Just say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you because I'm fruitful in all that I do because of Christ. I thank you because poverty has ended. I thank you because problems have ended. Lord, I thank you. All my needs are supplied. They are met. Not because of what I did. Even if I felt like I deserved them, Lord, I say sorry today. No, no, no. It's not because of what I've done. But because of your goodness. Oh Christ in me, the hope of glory. Say Lord, I thank you that you did not do what this my brethren will preach, that you gave it to the Jews alone. No, you gave it to Gentiles. Say Lord, thank you, because I'm a partaker in the promises of God. Just say, Lord, I worship you. You are good. You are great. Therefore, I rebuke every affliction out of your body now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Be healed totally. Amen. I command that knee to be healed now in Jesus' name. Amen. I command that shoulder to be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. I command those eyes to see clearly in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every allergy, every trouble be gone in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. The Lord is good.